like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that takes a flying leap through history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about how the mathematical necessity of Leap Day gave rise to a romantic and somewhat progressive custom. The day was February 29th, 1288. According to Scottish legend, Queen Margaret passed a law allowing women to propose marriage to men on Leap Day. As you probably know, the shortest month of the year runs one day longer every four years, giving us February 29th, or Leap Day. The creation of this cyclical pseudo-holiday came about through the combined efforts of ancient Roman Emperor Julius Caesar and 16th-century Pope Gregory XIII. Both men were trying to reform the inaccurate calendars of their eras, and slipping in an extra day every four years was their way of accounting for a quirk of the Earth's orbit. We tend to think of a year as exactly 365 days, but in reality, it takes the Earth about 365 and a quarter days to make a complete trip around the Sun. Leap Day was a clever solution for making the calendar align with a true solar year. But as vital as it was for reforming the calendar, no one could have guessed that it would also play a role in reforming the social norms of marriage proposals. Throughout Eastern Europe and beyond, there's a long-standing tradition that on February 29th, the gender roles are reversed and the women ask the men to marry them. The exact origins of the custom are murky, to say the least, but the prevailing theory is that it started in Ireland during the 5th century. According to legend, it was on a February 29th long ago that Bridget of Kildare paid a visit to the venerable St. Patrick. 
The Catholic nun had been inundated with complaints from single women whose intended husbands were taking too long to pop the question. So, acting on their behalf, Bridget asked St. Patrick to relax the church's strict gender roles so that women would be permitted to propose marriage themselves. St. Patrick wasn't willing to go that far, but he allegedly compromised by declaring that women could propose to men once every four years on leap day. At that point, Bridget supposedly dropped to one knee and proposed to St. Patrick, and while he's said to have declined, he did at least let her down gently by gifting her a silk gown and a kiss on the cheek. It's worth noting that most historians question whether this meeting ever really happened, with many believing that Bridget of Kildare was actually a composite of several different women, rather than a single person. If she was real, and if she did meet with St. Patrick, she likely would have been a young child, making it even less likely that she would have raised the issue of women's proposals, much less made one herself. Nonetheless, the story of this likely made-up encounter circulated throughout Ireland and was later enshrined in Irish custom as Bachelor's Day. From there, the concept is said to have been taken to Scotland by Irish monks, where it was then adopted into law in 1288. The Leap Day legislation didn't just formalize women-led proposals. It also established a fine system based on the consolation prizes that St. Patrick allegedly gave Bridget. According to the Scottish law, any man who declined a proposal on Leap Day had to pay a penalty of clothing to the woman he jilted, usually a dress or, even better, a pair of gloves so that she could hide her embarrassment over not having an engagement ring. The law was supposedly passed by Queen Margaret of Scotland, also known as the Maid of Norway. But just like with the meeting of St. Patrick and Brigitte, there's a lot of skepticism concerning the law and Margaret's involvement. For starters, there's no written record of the law. There's mention of it in other medieval writings, but the royal edict itself is conspicuously missing. Even more suspect, though, is the fact that Queen Margaret was only about five years old when the law was said to have been passed. She had ascended the throne two years earlier, after the passing of her grandfather, King Alexander III of Scotland. None of his children, including Margaret's mother, were alive at the time of his death, so the Scottish lords controversially declared the infant Margaret as their queen. It's long been debated whether Margaret should even be considered a true monarch of Scotland, especially since she lived in Norway never visited Scotland, and died just three years into her reign. Given all that, it seems dubious that the young ruler would have made it a priority to codify St. Patrick's declaration on marriage proposals. But whether she did or didn't, the legend of the law soon inspired the public to hold leap-year balls and celebrations, where the women would ask the men to dance, and in some cases, even to marry. Part of the reason for the tradition's proliferation could be that leap year was not yet recognized under English law. That meant that February 29th existed in a kind of legal limbo, which may have made it seem more permissible to break from social conventions on that unusual day. In any case, the custom spread all over Europe during the next several centuries. By the 1600s, it had reached Denmark, where the penalty for refusing a woman's proposal was 12 pairs of gloves and Finland, where the price was set at enough fabric to make a skirt. 
the tradition lives on, to a lesser extent, in all those places, and has even inspired another pseudo-holiday in the form of Sadie Hawkins Day in the U.S. Check out our November 15th episode on cartoonist Al Cap to learn more about that one. Fortunately, Western society is now at a point where we no longer need a specific day to stomach the idea of women proposing marriage. In general, people are free to propose to whomever they like, whenever they like, though there are still some egregious exceptions in some parts of the world. Getting married on a leap day is considered unlucky in Greece, and to be sure, leap day weddings do carry some disincentives. For instance, Couples only get to celebrate their anniversaries every four years, which means they get one-fourth of the gifts, too. Of course, there's no such deterrent for getting engaged on a leap day. In fact, St. Patrick or Queen Margaret or whoever may have been onto something with the idea of pairing love with leap day. It could be argued that the rare nature of the occasion makes it the perfect time to pop the question. After all, finding someone to spend your life with is a rarity as well. And just like with Leap Day, by the time the chance comes around again, you may not be there to see it. Better to take the leap while you still can. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.